I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We love love Rock Rock Festival! Welcome back to the Yonder Podcast. This week... We are talking to the Full Flower Moon Band, and it's the story of a 28-year-old rock prodigy, outcast loner, Baby Shakes Dylan. The underground Brisbane come Melbourne producer and multi-instrumentalist has a very impressive catalogue, and since 2016's audiences have seen her exist between America and Australia, doing extensive international tours. So you can find links to all of Baby Shakes Dylan's work in the show notes, and let's get on with the interview. Back with the Yonder Podcast. I'm Zane Z Weber, and this week I have with me uh, Baby Shakes from the Full Flower Moon Band. Hello. How you going? Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just flag it again. We're recording this uh, in the the very relaxed time, one weekend before the festival, um, before uh, everything starts happening. So yeah, how you feeling? Good. It is, it's relaxed, but I'm still trying to decide if we're going to have a keyboard player at the festival or not. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's relaxed for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can come in here and you can share my relaxation yeah. uh, for, for, for the time of the interview. So uh, Full Flower Moon Band, this is a bit of a, uh, a concept. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown on, on what it is and who you are and, and what the whole experience is? Well, I really want people to think that I'm Kevin Parker. All right. And then, you know how for a while it was like, Tame Impala, like meet the band. And then I want it to be revealed that it's actually just me. Okay. <laughs> well, I didn't reveal that it wasn't just you. <laughs> it's the, but that's the thing. I mean, I've, I am successful now, so I can, can be revealed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've made it, so I'm allowed to be like, guess what? <laughs> it was me the whole time. You get the effect now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so where did you? Where did the idea for Full Flower Moon Band come from? Like, what what was it uh, other than Tame Impala? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking about this today because I've started a. Patreon and I had to write a bio mm. and it's so stressful and I was trying to explain where the band name came from and then I realized like PC culture has kind of increased since I decided what to call the band mm. and now I actually feel a bit embarrassed to talk about how the band name happened right okay but in terms of like the concept I guess I 
have been working on like audio visual stuff for a couple years now but it was never deliberate it was always like oh, I've written a great song oh I've written a whole album oh I've written a movie it's like oh accidentally a movie happened. pretty much and then same <laughs> again for this next release I'm like oh I've I've got like a little EP oh my god I also have another movie I just think I didn't want to become a gimmick though yeah yeah okay so I mean, so you're you're a creative person. Have you always been creative, very mu- musically and and kind of yeah. artistic, yeah. all coming up? We should get my mum on because she'd just be like, oh, ever since she was three. <laughs> you were one you those. were one of those gifted children. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw a really good meme the other day, and it was like, um, oh, I think it was someone's LinkedIn account, and it was saying like they said I was extraordinarily gifted, but turns out or something like that and it's just like they didn't get a job <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yep yep it turns out gifted children just had anxiety <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking as someone who has borne that label more than once in my childhood yeah. what did you play violin too <laughs> no no i was artistically gifted so visual really? arts yeah um and i was the this i was the the crux of uh, a university study, just whether mm. that that giftedness carried across into academics. I don't know. I was six or seven at the time, so I don't know yeah. what happened. But, you know, that it sticks with like, I'm gifted and so I have to perform, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's easier in the for like kids who are like musically talented because there's more avenues there's like more carved out pathways yeah, from yeah. an early age. I don't know what you'd do if you're like a very gifted drawer. Are they, I don't know. They it's can't becoming. send you. It's like the drawing of Stedford. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like you have to get to university and then you go on to animation or illustration. Yeah. Or yeah. But uh, back to you. Enough yeah. about my childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the vibe of the Full Flower Moon Band? Like mm. what, what do people expect or, or what do you hope people kind of – if that you get from it like what is your patreon bio basically Mm. well i've been doing so much research on how to write bios and they're talking about like oh you should um have your angle have your shtick he used that word right okay um and it's like basically my um my bio all i can come up with is david bowie meets quentin tarantino I mean, that's that's a strong visual for Isn't me it? personally. It's so good. Yeah. And then I write it and I'm like, oh, damn it, that's actually cooler than what I feel. And well, yeah. no, that gives you something to work towards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a big debate about this the other day as to whether we should write what we want to be or write what we think we are. Always know. what we want to be. Yeah. Yeah, and let other people decide if we are that yet or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Okay, so... so, uh, so the the glam of Bowie and the concepts like he had eras right mm. so he had the Ziggy Stardust which I think was just brilliant going into he even made a stage show and toured an actual like a theater production of Ziggy Stardust which yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't talk about and then went into like the Thin White Duke and I mean in my mind he was just like a whole catalog of um, egos. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of he personified his uh, evolution as an artist, yeah. like in these different personas. Yeah, and like right now, I feel like I'm 
I want to be Baby Shakes personified. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I was I was meant to kill her off when I turned 27 because Baby Shakes was... Yeah, that's got to be part of the 27 Club. <laughs> exactly. She's meant to be there. But I don't know if I have to start writing in retrospect, like, oh, we're not really in 2019, like... Just psych. start going backwards. Yeah, yeah. Or like Baby Shakes actually died like two years ago. You guys just didn't know. Oh, and this is all her unreleased work. You well, could yeah, do that. I yeah. am. I'm working on a book of poems that are all the things I wrote before I turned 27. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm tr- I'm playing with this idea of like self um, canonization. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> like a hagiography, like a, a, a saint, uh, the biography of a of a saint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what I'm coming up against is we're we're just in this era of self curation. Mm. So like I don't have anyone being like, oh, this is your best work. Uh, because none of it's been published so I'm like trying to figure that out before anyone's even seen it Mm, trying to decide what the legacy is before it has become anything right yeah well it's a fun process though like I'm excited listening to you talk about the process that you're going through to kind of realize this persona Mm. um and I like getting into the digital side of that too like um what would if if baby shakes died when she was 27 what digitally would have been left behind and say my back catalog had like becomes like Beatles yeah yeah I'm always so fascinated when people like dig up archives of bands that that blew (laughs) up yeah and so I'm trying to do that for myself and thinking about like downloading all my Instagram content and then putting it in I don't know put it into a video yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> or, just, or just like plant this long lost soundcloud account that people uh, can find oh i've planted <laughs> some tumblers hey. oh okay <laughs> there's, some, there's some seeds but then i just was like oh i'm so over trying to do it within the medium yeah so yeah. that's how the book came about because i'm extracting it from the the digital archive yeah I think that's that's something that Bowie had to deal with as well is is a little bit of like recreating how you present art mm. um, as you present art. Yeah, so it's a really interesting path. I just get so sad when we talk about him because I'm like, oh, he did such a good job. <laughs> I, well, at least he did do such a good right? job and he, he got the chance to do it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that's definitely something that, that you can – kind of hang on to yeah. is is that people have done it have 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 gone through this before yeah so uh what does that mean for you now like what is life as an artist for you now are mm. you are you writing at the moment are you performing um i've found like a beautiful pace um where i've stopped touring so i'm waking up doing yoga like we want like a full like ca- calendar recap of my day, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> what I was expecting. <laughs> um, so by the half hour, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm basically working nine to five, but within my craft. Yeah, awesome. And the craft yeah. is. I heard Tarantino talking the other day about how he um, is always working on a cinema book. Yeah, he's constantly trying to archive like cinema styles or talk about cinema inside a book and every time he gets stuck into the book a little idea will pop up and he'll be like oh I should just like work on that little script and then he'll go back to the book (laughs) and then he'll see he'll get another idea and be like oh maybe I'll just explore that a little bit more and I feel like that's what I'm doing at the moment I've got 
these major projects I'm working on. And then every now and then I just get swept up and I'm like, oh, what about that little idea I had? Wow, living the dream. I know. <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah, yeah. So you, you talk about major projects. Are you allowed to talk about any of them? Or oh, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, sadly, I've already talked about them for the last year. And everyone's <laughs> like, dude, like, we get it. You're releasing an EP. And we have only seen a single. Where is it, please? <laughs> and I just feel so silly because I was also hearing about um, how it's really dangerous to share your ideas too early. So I think yeah. I have a habit of doing that. Like I'm like, oh my God, I see it. I feel it. I hear it. I'm going to release this. And then it's like, dude, you're not about to release it. You're about to start it yeah. and do it and then maybe finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's when people are so involved in other people's creative processes. Like it's how, what what does knowing the seed of a song before mm-hmm. it's polished, like what does that mean when you experience the final polished product? Does it make it better or does it detract from it? Yeah. Because you get to comment on where it, where it went. Yeah. yeah. Well, the audience will never know what that first seed is. Yeah. Right? Like that's like a hologram inside your head and it's very hard to even tell people what you intended. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the finished product, I've been reading about this I f- and I'm just regurgitating that the finished product will always be like a shadow of what you wanted. Yeah, well, there's always um, a gap. That's the struggle of being human, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> we only we can only talk and, yeah. and draw. We can't actually transpose from what's in our head mm. into reality. Well, I directly. thought for a minute that if I switched to visual mediums or poetry, for example, mm. that I'd be able to articulate it exactly. And then, you know, a little bit in, I was like, oh, there's that gap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also, need to learn how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> and have you do you do you kind of adopt new skills as you like okay well I need to be able to do this let's mm. figure that out or uh, yeah well do you kind of work to what what you can already do I feel like I've been in this routine for a while now so what I want to do I've already done a few times over yeah, yeah. but my drummer put it very well Bella well my Brisbane drummer Bella was like Kate you go into these intense cycles of like major music and then one week you'll just stop and like build something and I'll go like major physical like I need to paint awesome. a yeah, wall yeah. or I need to like build soundproofing and then I'll and then I'll dive back into a new medium again yeah like, or back to the music so is that do you find that that's kind of like uh like a creative break or just kind of a switching of switching of modes so that you can give that the music side of things mm. a rest or it's is it like this constant search for the perfect workspace so I'll be working and I'll be so in the zone for a very long time yeah. and then I'll be like oh it's a bit hot in here oh maybe I should clean the windows and then like I'll enter a week of just like re-renovating the space <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that is that is uh that is the dream like uh <laughs> um awesome so I, I guess we should talk a little bit about your relationship to like festivals and festival mm. culture like reading reading through and getting to know a little bit about you before the interview mm. it is it's really kind of uh is really inspiring, like all the things that you talk about, like the audiovisual and and the 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 vibe that your your presence gives off. So mm-hmm. it's like, is that something that translates to a festival environment, or is that something that does your regular performance and festivals have a little bit of a um, a separation? 
my live performance in general has gone through a pretty big transformation this year because mm. I stopped touring internationally with Gabriella Cohen and I really set out to create an Australian like band yeah, yeah. for Full Flower Moon Band and then um, I had to felt like I had to choose between Melbourne and Brisbane and then I was like no I don't I'll just have a band in each city yeah so that's what I've got and in terms of festivals I feel like I've opened myself up to one not having to recreate the album anymore yeah now I just I actually want to play with people who contribute things that they want to hear yeah yeah and I've opened myself up to having like an, a very fluid roster of, of players so it's not so much um, a gig versus festival it's just like every show that's yeah that's really yeah. great and, and I definitely take into consideration a festival stage like yeah. we were meant to have two drummers for Yonder um, but the second drummer sadly couldn't do it she mm. had something come up but we we're going to have two female drummers on stage yeah, yeah just that's because awesome. the one the one restriction though was um the festival, you actually have a shorter changeover time. Right. Which didn't yeah. occur to me until I emailed Yonder and they were like, oh, that's totally cool. Like do a festival, big band, but just keep in mind, you've got a very strict <laughs> time limit. you 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot of drums. <laughs> right? Yeah. They take so long to sound check. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, so your performing at yonder so you've done do you do many festivals over the year or is it and is it much like uh is is it a big shift for you to get to a festival and interrupt your creative flow or is it part of that flow um i think it's it's pretty desirable i mean we played a local festival called magic pond just last month um what i noticed with that was i had the best time except the day i had to play because the day I had yeah. to play, it was like half my brain was shut down, just being like, I'm going to be on stage at seven. I'm going to be on stage at seven. I'm going to be on stage at seven. So, so you can't enjoy the, the, the vibe and the atmosphere yeah. of the festival itself. But I think um, the everything around that is just so nice because you also get to talk to people who've seen you play. Yeah, It's yeah. like you get to run into people over and over again and, and actually have bigger conversations than just like, oh, my God, that was awesome. It's like that was cool, and also, na 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 na. And also, let's talk about <laughs> art for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is which is great to hear because that's really the the impetus behind this whole podcast is to kind of get artists and give them a little bit more of a voice to the people that they mm. met there and kind of connect them in a different way. Um, was that inspired by Joe Rogan? Uh, uh, look, I am aware of Joe Rogan. I have listened to Joe Rogan. I'm not a huge Joe Rogan fan. Um, He's the first person I ever heard do a long form interview. And it blew my mind. I was like, wait, they're not wrapping up. They're not wrapping up. This is going to go for four hours. It's still going. When you messaged me being like, we're going to do a Yonder podcast. I was like, yes, long form. <laughs> Look, uh, I cannot guarantee what will happen when we're at the festival. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I have yet to come across an artist that is that can sustain four hours of constantly talking about themselves without repeating. <laughs> um, I, and, I, and I will not compare myself to Joe Rogan in the interviewer. Um, I, I think I have a lot to learn and endurance training to do. I'm going to compare to Joe Rogan. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Well, I guess I've opened myself up to that. <laughs> is there anyone else, though, that has reached that stratosphere of uh, Joe Rogan is definitely number one in the world kind of for the last few years, yeah. especially with that 
that format. There are a few that kind of are approaching, but a lot of them have been brought into podcasting from Joe Rogan. Um, And I think his format is a really good format where you're talking to people about what they're passionate about. Mm. Um, And that that is really what an interview podcast should be. And so that's why I'm really happy to get passionate people like yourself who are are doing things and Mm. creating and and creating thoughtfully as well with a lot of passion and, and thought behind it you um, should have told me at this if you sh- i should have asked at the start I was like am i allowed to talk about joe rogan because i am pretty obsessed you're allowed to talk about <laughs> joe rogan like <laughs> um I, that's, I, I do not have anything against him it's, it's just i i personally yeah. have trouble with an attention span of four hours. <laughs> oh, totally. I just listen to it when I'm cleaning my room pretty yeah. much, which can take four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess uh, getting back to to your process, um, do you have uh, much going forward in the, in the next year, like projects that you're excited about? We won't get into like plugs or or releases but like projects that you're excited about it's all the stuff that i've been talking about which yeah just drives me crazy but the 27 club book the ep the movie for the ep and i've got a pretty big backlog of stuff that is half baked because (laughs) i'm trying to finish these ones yeah yeah um and i am a bit of a um perfectionist when it comes to um, chronologically so I won't jump around my work I do it yeah. in the order I wrote it okay so yeah, it's like I have to finish the stuff that I started before I can open the next chapter but I can tell you the names of like the next two albums it is amazing <laughs> yeah. that you have planned that far ahead it's like, like I said it's like a, the movies I don't plan it it's just like oh god there's another one oh, that right, I've got well, to do. I've got to make it happen. <laughs> Thanks, brain, <laughs> for booking me for the next five but years. I don't know if they get dated too. Like I could be sabotaging myself because I had the the next album's meant to be called Baby Shakes 2.0, mm. right? Like Cyborg okay. Baby Shakes. Yeah. And I like whispered it like the podcast can't hear me. <laughs> Cyborg Baby Shakes. And it's called like Cyberspace, which at the time was really a cool <laughs> word. <laughs> Yeah, now now we've kind of moved beyond it. Well, at the time it was like funny retro, but yeah. that was maybe like a couple of years ago now. And I'm like, is it still? Does it still have that little irony thing to it, or is it actually just dated? I, I think cyberspace is. If you're going for a retro feel, I think cyberspace is going to be there for a, a bit longer. This is me classically talking about stuff that I that I'm so half baked on. <laughs> but today I was like, oh my god, I saw this EDM artist, and she's like one of those boiler room. And she had the most beautiful, like it could have been a Joni Mitchell, like photography portrait of her. And I was like, it's such a beautiful contrast. She's doing these like crazy Ibiza DJ sets, but her, her brand is like gentle folk music. And I was like, cyberspace with the gentle folk music. Yeah, absolutely. Press shot. Yeah. I I think that's, and again, like going through, just your your persona mm. um the baby shakes and, and the full flower moon yeah i definitely feel that that the uh the experimental side of things which i personally love <laughs> i feel like i'm always trying to clean it up a bit so that it's like looks more um shiny mm. than what it is because it is a lot it's just a lot of yeah me 
trying things. And yeah. it's very hard sometimes to to then brand that like it is a top 40 artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I'm coming, getting more comfortable with that yeah. and being like, it's okay that I don't look like the other artists. And I think what, uh, I think that that kind of shiny, polished artist, I think that is devolving a little bit with mm. kind of, um, well, with everyone having the ability to create. Yeah, we can now. all fake it yeah. now. So what can't we fake? Uh, yeah. And I, and I think that with everyone can faking it or everyone having the ability to fake it means that those who aren't faking it and have actually some substance behind them are probably going to uh, have that one step up because when people dig, there's mm. something down there. And for me, I think my like substance comes from my like length of work. Like I feel like yeah. I'm not going to prove it with one release, but maybe I can prove my authenticity with a whole career. I mean, I did not want to call into question your authenticness. <laughs> like uh, going through the stuff that you you've got already, that I think I think you're already there as as a, <laughs> a verified artist. Oh, uh, I think it's just going going forward and and watching that evolution again. Yeah. That's that's going to be the fun part. And communicating to a larger audience, like I for this new new movie, I wanted it to be this pretense of Baby Shakes is a rock musician and her side job is slaying demons, kind yeah, of like Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Awesome. And I went into it with the director and I was like, cool, so we just need to open with me slaying demons and my audience knows it's Baby Shakes and yeah. they know she's a rock star. And he was like, okay, we need to think a bit bigger than the people <laughs> who know you already. Yeah, and yeah. that blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, I have to start... in." Telling people who just meet the band what we do. Yeah, who and what and we are. Not just assuming that everyone's watched my stuff since 2014, you know? <laughs> and I think that I'm learning a lot with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, Baby Shakes, uh, can you, who is Baby Shakes? So, she is a. Uh, We've been playing with this for the movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe deceased. Maybe Demon Slayer. Uh, she's definitely a Demon Slayer. She definitely likes horses, I think. <laughs> no, she doesn't like horses. She doesn't like horses. Is that is that is that a uh, that is was that someone a omen? Else? That was oh, an omen that she had to um, overcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you find my Tumblr man, it all makes sense. No, I'm all right. Well, yeah. So, so you've got some homework, listeners, as well as to find Baby Shakes' many Tumblers. No, the Tumblr won't give you any clues. I should. I I fantasize about planting clues around the internet, like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone knows about that, right? Mm. Damn, he was good. <laughs> I was yeah, just making an, an augmented reality game about yeah. who you are and what what's going on. <laughs> so we've been playing with yeah, who is Baby Shakes? Because I had to dig into it for the movie because I am trying to make a hero's journey and I am trying to make some substance to the yeah, narrative. Yeah. It's not just about like me on camera. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we were playing with this idea that Baby Shakes is like a demigod <laughs> that was like born out of you know something very myth mythologic mythological yeah um and i can't remember what we settled on but uh yeah ba basically um she's i feel like the closest character well you know how like kill bill yeah she, the bride she, yeah she yeah she almost is like semi she's like not quite human because i mean yeah. who could do all that she, stuff? she is uh she's beyond human she's <laughs> died she's come back and is yeah. that part of the story well, no, no, it, it isn't. Bill. It isn't. Um, right. It's just, I think, 
I'm a huge Tarantino fan, which okay. is why I really like that you like, <laughs> like Tarantino. Which is why I got you on the podcast. <laughs> uh, so I think it's definitely part of the mythology that she died and came back. But it is also during her training with Pai Mei, the, yeah. the Kung Fu master, mm-hmm. is that she was the most worthy. Yeah. And so she will end up being victorious. Damn, that is so yeah. close to what I'm trying to do with Baby Shakes and Baby Shakes 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, there's this. There's meant to be this sensation that Baby Shakes is bigger than, you know, and she's kind of like indestructible. Yeah. But she has human flaws of like being frustrated and being like alone in the world. Oh, that pain will get you every <laughs> time. Classic pain. <laughs> um, so that's a sort of like an origin story, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't know how that relates to reality <laughs> well look reality can wait we can we can wait for I'm that i'm really I think not that interested mythology. in in showing people reality yeah no that's that's the thing like i think art art exists as an allegory so we don't yeah. need to think about what it represents as long as mm-hmm. it means something and yeah. like we had these rock stars in the 70s that were bigger than right and mm. it's yeah. so much harder yeah. now to create that persona and create that distance between you and your audience but i feel like i do that through playing with these like bigger than characters yeah, with identity and yeah you know. totally and i can definitely see how that that struggle between that gap between being immediately available to your audience but also having that time to construct the meaning behind what you're making available yeah yeah, yeah. it's a really interesting in- interesting uh space to navigate at, at least for me like uh, me just being <laughs> me just starting to think about it now so yeah and I definitely have big big ideas that I've I've tried to pitch to PR companies that mm. I've worked with and been like cool it's gonna unfold like in real time and like this is gonna happen and um, people are gonna find out it's gonna be revealed a certain way or yeah like that nine inch nail style yeah, like yeah, hiding yeah. information stuff yeah but awesome it that feels like a bigger team than what I have, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah, just yeah. I'm just doing it within these controllable narratives of one movie. Yeah. Or yeah. um, yeah, just like trying to do it through being baby shakes, I guess. Also, um, I was going to outlay a storyline across Instagram. I I experimented with it in like March last year. Yeah. Of yeah. revealing a bit of a story every night, mm. but then I was like. I'm very passionate about not making people be engaged with social media in order to engage with my art. Right, yeah. So I almost went meta and then I I thought this is like working for the wrong guy. Yeah, this is is working for Instagram. (laughs) Totally. And and I I just realised halfway through doing it that it was pretty destructive and like kind of anti what I stand for. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you don't – and also people don't enjoy being like fed – 15 seconds of content every night like it's stupid <laughs> anyway <laughs> experiment yeah experiment complete <laughs> yeah uh excellent well i i think i'm really looking forward to uh to to seeing you at, at the festival yeah. um and i can't wait and we might get you back to see how it how it goes afterwards this has been be really cool. interesting conversation yeah um so yeah thank you very much now is there any any places that people can find you that you would like to like mm. to talk about here. Um, we will, of course, link to to all of your many varied mm. um, tumblers uh, <laughs> in, in the show notes. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, definitely a shout out to Sunset Pig, my Melbourne label. Yep. They are kind of like the epicenter for this next release. So if you are like other than the full flower moon band stuff, yep. if you keep track of what they're up to. Absolutely. Um, I've also, uh, yeah, I'm getting really good at just like keeping my Instagram current, which is cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a job in and of itself. Speaking as someone who manages too many Instagrams. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I mean, what there really isn't much else except Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I kind of get OCD on this and I actually, in the tour van, I used to sketch out every single social media platform and like write descriptive words about what they represent to me and also, like yeah, went yeah. very deep. Um, so that's probably another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I am more than willing to have these conversations. Like, that's the thing. I, I'm very aware of, of <laughs> what the format of this podcast is and what I want it to be right now. Um, I've got a, I've got lots of flow charts <laughs> of like when you create content, where it could possibly end up, including a gallery. All right. Which is the most wholesome <laughs> of all. Uh, uh, is it though, or a book? Yeah, I think a book is the most wholesome. It's the most wholesome. Yeah. Galleries are still political spaces. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I'm obsessed with books. Um, book, books are my first love and will most likely be the thing that you find me buried underneath after I die. <laughs> Did you see Joni Mitchell's latest? Um, she wrote this beautiful book of all these poems she wrote in like the summer of 1977. It was like her sketches. And I her- have seen it. I have not bought it yet. <laughs> it's so beautiful. That was a really beautiful thing yeah. to see. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and, mm, and sharing um, with us and we'll see you at the festival. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come in and I'll like gate crash different podcasts. Do it. Or I'll keep keep it going so it just like goes for the whole festival or something. Okay. So we need at least a 12-hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll aim for that. Um, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see you there. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. That's it for the Yonder Podcast this week. Join us in another fortnight where we'll be talking to more of the people of the Yonder Festival and we'll continue doing that all year until the next festival arrives and we have even more people to talk to. Thank you to the Yonder Festival for helping us put this together and we'll see you in a fortnight's time. Can a song just objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's not kind of productions podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.